Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong, and I am just so thrilled and honored you are joining in today. So I have a returning guest who has been on the podcast before, and it's one of my favorite online business owners to learn from. It's Krista Miller of Summit in the Box. And Krista, I just want to welcome you back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. Thank you for coming again. And I'm really excited um, to dive more into the topic of summits, since that is your area of expertise. And before you, before we dive in, do you mind introducing yourself to the listeners, just in case they haven't met you from previous episodes? And um, who are you? And who do you serve? What do you do? Like, share, share all the goods with us. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me back, Dolly. Literally always a joy and a pleasure. Um, and I'm like excited thinking about the, the types of people that are going to listen to this because like if they have half the heart that you do, like you just got, you just have the most wonderful people. So I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, hi, everybody. Like Dolly said, I'm Krista. Uh, if we have not met, I run a company called Summit in a Box. So we really teach all things summits. And my goal is to make the summit hosting process as simple as possible because it is uh, I will say the most powerful business strategy I have ever used, but is it's also one of the most intensive. You do work to get the results. And I honestly don't believe anyone should ever host a summit from scratch because of the amount of work that it is. So um, we we kind of serve two sets of people. We have um, our we have a program that's specifically for people who are a little earlier in business. So either you're kind of just starting out or um, you're not going the digital product route. And that is a product that gives you the strategies, the processes, the templates, literally everything you need to run a summit. So you are not doing it from scratch and you're not wondering if it's going to work because that's the last thing I want from anyone hosting a summit. I want you to get results and I want to save you literally hundreds of hours. Uh, And then we also have uh, a program called Launch with the Summit Accelerator that's specifically for people with proven courses, memberships, group programs, scalable offers. Um, and we teach you how to launch with a summit. So use a summit to get all of the incredible benefits of hosting a summit, plus have your biggest launch ever on the back end. And that we kind of focus on that aspect with the the more experienced, I guess, I'll say business owners there. But yeah, my goal is to make it easy and doable uh, for everybody. And I just want to say on behalf of Krista, I can attest to her Summit in the Box program. I purchased it for myself earlier this year. And for those of you who are listening, you may have been a part of the Systems and Workflow Magic Summit, the email marketing edition earlier in 2023. But I'm laughing because it is very intense, you all. It is so intense, but Krista lays it out, like literally gives you all the puzzle pieces, which if you all know me, you all know I love a good roadmap and a good system. And so she laid it all out. But I had just, um, I had just had Jack, like literally just had Jack. And so I am looking back now, I like, it was an intense time 
hormonally for me <laughs> while I was putting together the summit. And I was like, man, this is, I feel a lot of intensity in me. Um, so I think I'm going to retry it again, like in my, in my strat, in my marketing strategy for sure next year. But, um, hopefully I, I think now that I have the roadmap down, thanks to you, like it's going to go great. So I was just saying all that to share you with you listeners. Like, even if you are pregnant, or about, just gave birth, you can do it. You can follow the roadmap. It'll be intense, but you can do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like dying remembering that. Like you sending speaker videos with the teeniest, tiniest little baby on yes. your chest. Like you're in it. I also hosted my first summit with a newborn. Yes. Uh, it does add another layer. <laughs> so yes. I think you will enjoy the process much more not being super pregnant and with a newborn. Yeah. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I need to do this again because it was just very, it was intense with a newborn. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So now that, thank, thank you for answering all those questions of what a summit is, introducing yourself again. Um I know that with my audience, I love talking about systems and strategies, especially like to insert in their marketing efforts. And I want to know what is working with online summits right now, because I know they're constantly ebbing and flowing and I feel like they're popping up everywhere or they're just gaining more momentum. Everyone's doing a summit and which is cool, which is attests to like, the power of summits, but I know that a lot of these summits are probably doing older methods that are not converting well. And so people are like getting burned out, either assuming summits don't work anymore or um, this strategy, the system doesn't work anymore. So I really want you to, um, I can't even think of the phrase I'm looking for. I want, I, I know that you know what's working currently and you can attest to more current trends yeah 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 so I mean you're totally right with that there are so many summits going on and a, a lot of people use that as a reason that they shouldn't host it mm-hmm. and I'm like wait a minute you want to not use something because it's clearly working for so many people let's talk about this <laughs> are not more people doing webinars and sending emails and using social media and things like that but you're right in that I think there's also an increase in summits that aren't working because of them using outdated strategies or just not really knowing, like, you know, just kind of winging it and not really knowing what they're doing. And a trend I'm seeing right now, specifically related to like a system around creating and planning a summit, um, something that's working right now is getting really unique and specific with your messaging. Now, if you're someone with a B2C audience, uh, hats off to you. I feel like you're kind of the lucky ones right now. Because we are still seeing B2C summits just absolutely soar. Um, and I think it's because there's not as much noise in the space. There's not as many summits. You uh, or B2C business owners tend to help people with more specific things mm-hmm. rather than those of us in the B2B space that are like, let's grow your business in a few different ways, you know? Um, so a lot of B2C people have this a little easier. If you are B2B, um, the the unique and specific messaging is really important right now. Um, you know, positioning that might have worked a year or two ago, we'll see lower conversion rates these days, lower signups, lower sales. And not to say that it's not worth it or not going to work. It's just like, I want to see your sign at work as, as well as it can. So get as specific as you can 
with your audience. So exactly what group of people you're hosting your summit for. A lot of times, we probably talked about this in our last episode, but a lot of times it's going to be a narrower audience than what you're used to targeting for your business. And that's okay. Um, And then you need to get a really specific message around your summit. So what's the purpose of it? What is it going to help them with? What's the transformation that are going to come out of the other side of your summit with? You need to get really intentional um, about those things. Can you give a tangible example of what really bad messaging looks like from your experience? Absolutely. So uh, one of my go-to examples is a virtual summit to help online business owners grow their business. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. (laughs) And on the flip side, I could say um, a good one would be, um, and I'm going to stick with B2B, um, a summit to help um, wedding planners book out their client schedule on Instagram. So much more specific. So specific. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. I I, I just am always curious because I feel like another thing I see online a lot is just very broad summits like, oh man, of course I can't think of the example right now, but some of the taglines, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, Seriously. Or it sounds very Again, I am not a woo-woo person whatsoever, but sometimes, and and there is sometimes woo is good, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's so woo that I have no idea what is right. happening. Right. We see that a lot. We've, we have a couple of clients right now that we have had to work on that a lot because they'll send us the first version of their tagline and we're like, huh? Yeah. Is that even English? And so like, <laughs> like, that's also the power of having an outside set of eyes to help you yeah. with these kinds of things. So you can be like, let's make this actually make sense to people who aren't you. So that is definitely, like, even if you're not in like a spiritual realm, uh, run it by people who don't do what you do and make yeah. sure that they feel like it's specific and tangible and makes sense. That's actually really like a good note. So for those of you who are listening, like Krista just dropped like an incredible gem. Like once you get down to your theme or your I don't know, like who you want to serve, run it by someone who is outside of your, I don't want to say of your type of business or industry, because make sure that it makes sense to them before you like forge ahead and start planning away. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So, okay. What about like a second trend that you're seeing right now? Yeah. Something else I'm seeing. And I think this is also as a result of a rise in summits is people uh, having a harder time with landing speakers. Mm-hmm. And I want to say up front, being able to land speakers does, is not dependent on your audience size, how big of a deal you are, your email list. Like, you're fine <laughs> wherever you're at. Um, if you have a business that is effectively talking to people, you you are fine where you're at. But um, I feel like we can't be a, be lazy like we used to be able to do when it comes to pitching. So my pitching systems have changed a little bit lately. Um, and it's something I've been working with our clients to test and tweak and things like that. But something I have been changing with my last couple events is instead of just relying on email, take it other places also. People are getting so many emails for different event invitations, but also just emails in general. Um, so I will send my initial pitch and I'll also send a voice message on Instagram. 
Um, and you know where you do it. it. It's just dependent on on you as a person and where your speakers are hanging out. But send some kind of personal connection. And Dolly, you are so good at this. Like you always are so quick to send videos or uh, voice messages or different things. And there's just another layer of connection with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just adds so much. It makes people want to say yes. It makes it so maybe they wouldn't have answered your email, but they just heard your voice and like they can't help but respond back. Oh, sure. Like, let me jump to my inbox and check out what you sent. It just gives you a better likelihood that they'll kind of give you the time of day if you don't already know them. If you know people like, you know, it it does make it a little bit easier, but you don't want to just rely on pitching your friends for summits. You want to bring bring in the people that are going to be great for your attendees, but also bring results to your event. Um, I'm also finding that, uh, again, this one is a little more specific for anyone who is B2C. If you find that you're going to be pitching people who might not know what a summit is, you might want to scale your pitch back a little bit. So I have always um, really gone with, I want to give everyone as much information as I can in this first email so they don't have to ask for more information. We don't need to get on a call. They have everything they need in this email to make an informed decision that's right for them. Um, I think for those of you who are B2B or you're running summits where they get it, they've done it before, been there, done that, they want the information, cool, keep it that way. If they don't know that, I'm seeing people get a little more like overwhelmed or be less likely to respond. So you might want to scale back your pitch a little bit to give them the information they need and literally just ask, would you like more information? That gives you a higher likelihood of getting a response from them. And once you have that first response, it's just so much easier to keep the responses going. You know, you're you're not wondering, am I in spam? Do they hate me? Are they on vacation? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah. So definitely, you know, scale back the pitches a little bit if you're pitching people who are newer. Um, and then also in follow-up. I usually don't follow up more than once, twice max, because like if someone's going to be a pain to get a hold of right away, they're probably going to be a pain through the whole process. And you just don't want to be hunting down more speakers than you have to. Um, but when I follow up, I follow up via email and I use MailTrack so I can see if they open, like, are they opening this? Like, did they miss it? What's going on? That just gives me a better gauge of how to continue following up. And again, I go back to social media as well. Like, hey, just wanted to make sure uh, my email didn't end up in spam. I sent you an email about, you know, this. Would love to hear if you're interested. No hurry to check it out. Um, But just want to make sure you see it. So um, really, like, I think it's really a matter of humanizing the pitch process a little bit more than we used to be able to because of the rise um, we're seeing in events. Um, Can I ask you some follow-up questions? Yeah. Okay. So if for for a listener who's listening in, um, what would be a really sweet number of pitches to make to get to their realistic number? So like casting a net to, let's say, I don't know, 50 people would normally funnel down to how many speakers in in your experience? Okay. This is a really good question. It's also one of those where I can't give the best answer, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try real hard. Um, So... Again, if you're pitching people who have never heard of summits before, they don't they can't automatically think of a summit and think of the benefits that go along with participating, you'll you're likely to have a bit of a lower response rate. Um so for you, I might want to have like double the amount of speakers I want ready to pitch. Okay. I don't necessarily pitch them all at once because you don't want to end up with double. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you pitch them and they all say yes. But if you wanted, say, 20, I'd have 40 ready to go. Okay. And if you're not getting a response, after, you know, a good response after the first 10 or so, like pause and reevaluate. Don't just keep flinging pitches out there. 
Um, also, I'll add the disclaimer. I'm assuming that they're well-crafted pitches, a well-crafted event, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> for me, when I pitch, I expect to get maybe two or three no's. You know, so I'm not going to send many more pitches than what I want because I'm pitching people who understand summits. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to say I always have a relationship with the people I'm pitching. Um, but since I'm a little more established, people tend to like feel safer saying yes. So the no's I get are gonna be um, you know, I have a, my own launch going on or I'm already in something at that time frame. So, you know, if you're in that realm or also just if your positioning is super solid. And something people want to be a part of, you can see that as well. Even in my first couple of summits when I was, <laughs> I was no one, um, I was getting really high response rates like that. So it's going to depend a bit on your audience. Um, okay. You'll get a good gauge uh, with your first set of pitches. Um, but I don't want a low response to make someone decide it's not going to work. People don't like me. I'm not a big enough deal. Like revisit your pitch and what you're saying and how your summit is positioned because you can make it really exciting for your speakers. Um, so if you're someone who just wants to play it safe and be super prepared, no matter what, you know, have a list of double. Uh, the worst that happens is you still have half that list to go and pitch in your next summit. Hey there, systems and workflow listeners. I am interrupting my own podcast to bring you a very important announcement that you already know, but I figured I would remind you again. Did you know that the secret sauce to online success is right in your inbox? That's right. Email list growth is your ticket to direct connections, higher conversions, and a thriving community that is hungry for what you have to offer. Of course, if you know me, I'm very honest. This takes time, but it's better to start growing out your email list now versus waiting until tomorrow. So don't put it off. All right. That's why I always stress creating a system and email list growth because it truly can transform your business in so many ways. So don't just settle for social media likes. Build a tribe that's eager to hear from you. If you are curious as to how to begin your email list growing journey, I have a free resource just for you. Now, if you head on over to the show notes, I want to gift you my ultimate lead magnet idea list. You know, just in case you need help with step one, which is actually creating a juicy lead magnet that people want to download in order for you to start building out an email list of subscribers who want to learn from you, buy from you, and grow with your business. Now, I cannot wait to hear what you create to better serve your own audience. And I can't wait to hear the wins you experience when you actually start creating a system of email list growth that works for you. How much do you, how much time do you recommend a person plan to, to pitch? Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah. how, how much, like, let's say their summit is four months from now, or they want to do a summit five months from now, when should they start pitching? So honestly, whenever you're ready, it's okay to start pitching. Mm -hmm. Um, I have usually done about two months out. Okay. I've been hearing a couple clients say recently that, you know, their speaker said they need like four months notice or something like that. Again, it's going to be industry specific. Um, but it's if you are ready early, it's not going to hurt to reach out to people early. It's not like they're going to, you know, be like, oh, darn, like totally forgot about that. Can't do it anymore. Like you'll be keeping them up to date and things like that. So uh, whenever you are ready, you can go for it. 
I like to give myself about three weeks in my process to do all the pitching. And like, you can do other things for your summit during that time, but I like to get my first round of pitches out to see how they perform, see how it's received. Uh, and then the great part of doing that is when you get those yeses back, you can use people's names in the next round of pitches and say, you know, by the way, we have so-and-so, uh, you know, person X, Y, and Z lined up. We'd love to feature you alongside of them. And I usually do that <laughs> in about three rounds and give people about a week to get back to me um, before deciding, okay, I got to fill that, you know, topic with someone else. Gotcha. That, that this is, these are all really good points, Krista. I love them. And then, okay, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I know the, the differences, but just verbally so that my listeners can hear what I know you said B to C and then B to B. Can you give like tangible examples of what both mean? Yes. Thank you for, I should have done that. Um, so B to B it stands for business to business. So you're a business owner marketing to other business owners. So I market to people who uh, offer services, who offer courses, things like that. Um, if you are targeting brick and mortar businesses, really anyone running a business, you're B to B. B to C means business to consumer. So you are marketing to someone who is not running a business. You're marketing to a person who is buying things from a consumer standpoint. So um, some examples I'm thinking of um, from our clients are like, we have a lot of clients that target different time, types of crafters. So like okay. people who make cards, people who crochet, people who knit, uh, moms, if you target moms, you're, you're B2C. Um, if you're not targeting a business owner, basically, that's you. Gotcha. No, thank you so much for breaking that down. Um, okay, so we we covered a lot. Oh, and then I wanted to also like, um, pull, go even further with the the pitching, like, kind of like you said, like you're humanizing the pitch. And just as a reminder to listeners, like the reason why we're bringing this up is like why Krista's bringing this up is because like, I don't know, it's really hard to trust people on the online space right Mm -hmm. now. You don't know who's being genuine. You don't know who is like just copy pasting a template and going. And so I would highly recommend I I do this for all my pitches. I send out a Loom video. That's L-O-O-M. That's the app I use. And it's I know it's free for up to five minutes of recording. And you can that way people can see your face and see your facial expression. And I have a background. I, I know not a lot of people know this. I have a background in psychology and counseling. Like that was my other life. And so I know like body language, reading people's body language is really important to me. And so I always send them videos of me just talking so they know, like, because what if, like, your sentence comes across a certain way when a person is reading it in their head? And so I know that sounds so, like, nitpicky, but just, like, just, like, something that I've learned is if you send over a Loom video along with the email, it's actually received so much better. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I've gotten rejection still, but they've been like nicer about it after seeing my face. So I just want to encourage listeners to like get outside of your comfort zone and record a video of yourself pitching to someone. And if you need to send these pitches to your friends so that they'll have like, they can tell you what your body language looks like. So just practice. 
I love that. And honestly, that's like, that's the reason I said yes to the first thing you pitched me for. Or maybe, maybe the first one was a no because I was busy, but like I wanted you to pitch me for the next thing. It's like I, I didn't know you at that time, but I watched the video. I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. Like, obviously, I want to be a part of this. So it definitely makes a difference to do that if you can. Well, I was very nervous. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no need. All right. So I know you have a third point to, to share with the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So the first or the third uh, system we have that's working really well right now with summits is launching through them. Um, And this is specifically launching an offer that you know works. I don't want you to go like throw together an offer you've never sold before and try to throw it on the back end of a summit. Um, And really the reason for that is how overwhelming it would be to I mean, launching a new product in and of itself is overwhelming, right? Now you also plan a summit <laughs> along with that. Like, nobody wants that in their life, okay? Um, so there's that side of it. But also, I want to make sure when you go through the the work of hosting a summit, you end up with thousands of people, thousands of leads on your email list, that what you offer them works. And I want you to have data that proves that. So you can just go in confidently. And then if something works really well or not as well, like you can compare that to other things and really find more easily um, where the issues are. But we are seeing this work really, really well right now for people. If you have a membership, oh man, please launch with the summit because memberships are just absolutely wild with summits right now. Uh, Proven courses. uh, And we're even seeing if you have a high ticket program that converts very highly in your funnel, those also um, work well with summits. Uh, And I think part of that is because it's a newer strategy. It's something um, we just started teaching people, um, let's see, April 2022 it was. So like as far as online business goes, it's a new strategy. And I think that's part of why it's working well is people aren't like they don't have their guards up about it yet. Um, So so yeah, so basically this is still like hosting an incredible summit in and of itself. You still want thousands of people registered. You still want to make tens of thousands and all access pass sales, but you're also tying in your offer in a way that feels good. So you're not turning your event into a pitch fest. Uh, You're also not like pulling a bait and switch type situation at the end where people are like, whoa, I thought this was free. What is this thing? Never heard of this before. Um, You know, you're kind of building awareness of your offer all throughout the summit. If you have a membership, you can even be enrolling people right throughout the summit. Um, And then really flowing from summit to launch really seamlessly in a way that feels good. And we've just been seeing really great results with that also. That is awesome. So I will share, I'm, I'm very intense of personality. I have very intense like systems personality. So what I did with summit in the box is so that people can know like behind the scenes of the dolly brain. Um, <laughs> so one of my friends calls me the dolly brain. I'm like, you are so funny. Anyways. So I had a pre-launch leading up to the summit, which was in June. So from March, like on, I did like pre-launch and warmed up my audience all about email marketing. And then the summit was in June. It was about email marketing. And then post-summit was like another ramp up to my, um, it's called the bundle intensive program where me and another business owner, like we are co-leading a group program on teaching about bundles, like how to lead a strategic bundle. And it was a very, like, it's been like, I feel like I've just been on a launch runway since March 
but it's been so much fun to do and like see all these puzzle pieces put together. And so like, but I'm like giving, again, giving you a shout out, like your summit in the box made it really easy for me to map out my launch. And then I could easily map out that next launch. So it's like two runways on top of each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's been an intense 20. I can imagine. I can imagine. (laughs) All all with a baby in the mix too. Like, why? Why did I do this to myself? But I've been having so much fun learning and like taking notes and I, I know I'm going to iterate it differently next year, but um, it's been like a really fun experience. And I really can attest, like, again, with what you said, like adding a summit in your marketing plan in my marketing plan has been so a game changer for me, like uh, with the bundle and like it's it's been fun. So, yeah, those two are they're a great pair. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, Krista, OK. Um, do you have anything else to say about what's working in summits or do you want to wrap up with any other points to add to launching a summit? You know, I think we've probably uh, given people a lot to think about as well. Um, I, you know, and I know you know this, we have a challenge coming up that I think is going to be the perfect step for anyone who's hearing this and like, okay, I want to go into a summit with systems that are working now. I want to do this the right way. Like, how do I get started? Yes. Um, Can you share more about the challenge? Because when this episode airs, I know that the challenge is going to be starting September 11th, correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we are running our Start Your Summit That Sells Challenge. We have run this challenge six times before, uh, and it has created summits that are just like beyond my my wildest imagination. There are people who have gone through this challenge that have hosted uh, 10 summits or more. There are people who have hosted summits bringing in multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, it, it's a it's a solid challenge is what I'm saying. Uh, the goal of this challenge is, is it's, it's the name, to start your summit that is going to sell. Um, and by sell, I mean get people registered, get people buying your all-access pass. If you have an offer, get people buying that as well. Um, So in this challenge, we really focus on those first few steps that are the core foundation of being able to move forward with a summit that does convert. So we focus on, we do focus on a little bit of mindset and goal setting. I'll be real with you. It's not my favorite. So we go through that pretty fast, but I want you to have like a goal in mind for what you're working towards. From there, we work on your positioning. So we uh, talk about how to choose your summit audience. You get my feedback live on that. Uh, We also talk about choosing your summit topic. You also get my feedback on that. There is nowhere else I do that outside of our group coaching program. Um, So this is a really great place to to get some feedback on what you're thinking for your positioning. From there, we set a date for your summit, whether it's three months from now or, you know, a year from now. I want that date on the calendar. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And we talk about making a plan, like work backwards to make a plan so that it actually happens from there. So it's really a challenge designed to get you started with your summit, regardless of what's going to happen and get you off to a really solid start. So you feel good about um, picking up with the rest of the process. I love that so much. And just to let the listeners know, I have a link for the um, this challenge in the show notes. And so I, I I say jump jump in on it because like just learning from Krista will really benefit you in so many ways. Like seriously, I've been learning so much from you, Krista, in the last two or three years. I don't even know how long. I'm gonna say three years. Um, so I can I can attest like um, Krista Krista knows her stuff. So join, join the challenge. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a fun time. We got prizes too. So if you need a little more bribery, we got prizes. Come join us. <laughs> I love bribery. So yeah, you should definitely, you should definitely join. All right. So Krista, um, for those who are listening or just now meeting you, where can they find you? Like what are your most favorite platforms to live on and connect with people? Yeah. So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram at Summit in a Box. Um, if you're not an Instagram user, we have a Facebook group called Summit Host Hangout. There's about 5,000 Summit Hosts in there that I would love for you to come join us. Um, I'm in there every day just seeing what people are up to. And then our website is summitinabox.co. Awesome. And everybody, the links and resources mentioned in this episode, uh, including the challenge, is going to be in the show notes. And so be sure to check out the show notes. And until next week, um, I hope you have an incredible and amazing streamlined week, you amazing muggle you. I will talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.